What is up? Welcome to this week's Williams and Bloom podcast here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. As always, we are presented by our good friends at MechDyne and the MechDyne Corporation. Check them out at Met, excuse me, MechDyne.com, enabling discovery. I'll tell you why I'm stuttering here. It's because I'm not drinking any Cody Road whiskey. I'll tell you, uh, I'm on a little bit of a cleanse, Bloom. That's good. A little bit of a, not, not long. Good Just time need a for little it. bit of a cleanse. Yep. But anyways, MechDyne is a collection of technology companies that remove obstacles to insight and understanding. If you go to MechDyne.com, I can guarantee you two things. One, you're going to be blown away with all the cool stuff that they do. Two, if you go to their careers page and click on job listings, there's probably going to be a job open that you would qualify for. Are you an Iowa Stater? They love Iowa Staters. You should check them out. They're located in Marshalltown. It's a worldwide company, though. Gives you opportunities to travel, all sorts of stuff. If you're a youngin' and maybe you are wanting to get started in your tech career, little IT, great opportunities there. Check it out, mechdyne.com today. I don't think they'd mind me sharing this, but they did uh, all the tech for the new Jardine expansion in the Ivy College of Business, Megdyne. There you go. All of our AV stuff. So they do a lot of work with Iowa State. They they do. And, and did, by the way, did a fantastic job. They're, they're a bunch First of... First class. They're a bunch of... Can I call them badasses? Yeah. They're a bunch of badasses up there at MacDyne. With that, here's English. All right, Bloom. Um, do we want to do any basketball today, or just want to get into the other conversation? Um, we can. I think it all works together. We're gonna to just have a big old broad <laughs> conversation. I am, I am excited for spring. For spring football, just spring in general. We're oh, gonna be in the yeah. in the mid forties on Tuesday. No kidding. We haven't been above forty since January nineteenth. Wow, and we're gonna hit we're gonna hit forty three, I think, on Tuesday. Wow, th- things are getting better on the COVID front. Seems like it. I am. Yeah, I am just in a good a good mood today. Good things. Good, good things on the horizon. I'm glad that you're so positive. The only way to be. <laughs> uh, well, good for you. Um, <laughs> glad one of us is. <laughs> You say that as you're sipping on a Cody Road. I am not. You know the willpower it takes me to just not join you tonight. You're doing a great job. Thanks. I'll try and keep it. I appreciate quiet. that. Um, all right. Yeah, we'll do just a just a smidge on basketball. I just it I don't know what else we can say. They they keep losing. Um, nothing new. I mean, right? they were down news, news wise, nothing no. new. I mean they you know, down twenty one to Oklahoma. Great comeback. Yes, it was. I think the guys are still playing hard for Steve. I don't think that they've stopped playing hard. I just don't think that they're very good. Like, that, you know, I, I think that's a fair critique, right? Yeah, I, they're they're just in, incomplete roster. Yeah. I think there yeah. are pieces. There are. are. There's good pieces on that roster, but they're still. It was fascinating to me game. that Steve just elected to go with the six guys in the second half. I mean, you don't play Jaden Walker at all. You don't play Javen Johnson at all in the second half. But it was effective. I mean, could, I mean we, but who would have thought think, like two weeks ago that that would have been the effective thing to do? Because yeah, those were the you're, I know Walker, that's, at least this was, is why it's it just has to be just frustrating for everybody. So there's just no consistency outside of I think Coleman Lance has been pretty consistent, but even he missed some time. You know, with the COVID stuff. Steve said that after the game, he's like, it's. The most frustrating part is just not knowing which buttons to push. I mean, they're just trying everything, and they, they just and can't win. two years in a row where you've tried all these buttons, and none of them are working. And that's, I think, ultimately, which just wants to pull your hair out. You know, the one thing that has kind of stood out to me the last three games is, okay, so, I mean, literally, they haven't gotten out of the 50s. Like, the 56, 58, and 50, which is yeah. really... On Iowa State, like, but two, 
it's just like even when they pull like let's say they like it's a seven point game, it feels like a mile away. Yeah, because you just you baskets it's hard. are hard. Baskets are hard, and you don't and get stops to the are line. difficult too. And because there's the the amount of offensive rebounds and second half choice they right. points that they give up is is tough. And that's why I thought Condit really changed the game yesterday. Is he was a force on the defensive end, and he was actually getting some rebounds, which was awesome. He I mean, just he's played really well down this this final stretch. I, I think thought. it was nice to have him play with a little bit of juice here, which you know, good for him because he's gone through a lot this year and last year and everything else. But, but you're right; it's just they don't have. If you need a basket, they just you can't just turn to a guy and say, "Get me a basket." And uh, Bolton's a really talented offensive guy. It's pretty obvious now he should not be the lead guard here. And, but there's nobody else. And so what do you do? And you ultimately go through some droughts again where you look good for a stretch there. Mm-hmm. You know, second half, first 12 minutes looked really good. And yeah. you get you get to, um, you know, the, the you need to make a play late. And it's another one of those games you just can't do it. TCU, same story, is when these other teams really start to pressure. It's it's as hard for Iowa State to, to sustain offense because they do not get to the free throw line. They don't get the easy baskets. Mm-hmm. And so everything is hard. And eventually, when things are hard for that long, uh, offense dries up. But again, effort was good. I thought defense against Kansas. And uh, really, most of the, the last 10 minutes of the first half and most of the second half against Oklahoma, defense was better. And then Condit really helps there, but just not enough. And, you know, I don't... Baylor, what Tuesday? So, yeah, that's the problem, mm-hmm. you know, and the, and that's been the problem. There's just no, there's no break here, and you're in the no. Big Twelve. I mean, that's why, you know, that's why Steve wanted to come coaching this league. You're coaching against the best, and that's just how it is. You, it's just, you know, when you're going through a season like this, there's just no, there's no break. No break. They kind of caught one at TCU. You know, the freshman was out, yeah. and they didn't. They couldn't close that one out. Man, they've just they've had their chances this year and they are just not you know, one of the things that you know, I I thought would be the case yesterday, um, or Saturday, and it mm-hmm. was. I do think the second time around against these teams, Iowa State has been pretty well scouted. In yep. the sense that I mean, this is just a limited roster in general. And like, I mean, Kruger Iowa State they, was not hitting 17 threes. No, and they really got after Bolton. You, you know, they were not going to let that happen. Right. They, I mean, the, the, the book on Iowa State now is just really pressure hard on the guards because they just have a tough time against pressure. You know, when you had when you had Monte or Tyrese, you pressure a guard like that and somebody's open and somebody's getting an open look where it's just hard for Iowa State right now because it's just not natural to – to break down that pressure as easy as it has been in years past. And so look at it now, and then Hines tweeted it today. Iowa State's now in the 200s in Ken Palm's offense, which Iowa State has not been in the 200s since the first year of the McDermott era. Well, that, that's the thing, too. Like, it's become so, you know, buzzwordy around this program to talk about defense, which I get it. But That's not been the problem. I mean, the Oklahoma State first half was a problem. I mean, they gave it like eight I'm not dunks. saying they're playing good defense, no. but what I'm saying More is that if you're not terrible on offense, you know, there's a little bit of – like the Iowa thing, I keep talking to Iowa fans on, on the radio. Well, I mean, you don't have to play top 25 defense, but if you want to be at that level – And they have been the last 10 days. Yeah, and look at, look at what's mm-hmm. been going on with them, right? Like – that team reminds me so much of some of those Fred teams. It's just really experienced. They shoot the ball well. And ultimately, it'll bite them in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, they're going to lose to a UAB type. I, may, I don't know, but you know, you just, just have a, you have a day like that, and it can happen. Yeah, it, it, They it, almost have one on Sunday against Penn State. I, I mean, I'm good for them. They've had a good year, and what Luca breaks the all-time Iowa scoring record. I just have a hard time with the makeup of that roster of seeing them being able to string three, four games together of, of elite offense, and somebody's eventually going to break them down on the other end. And, you know, they, I think they could be the Sweet They can get the Sweet 16, which it's probably a success for them. Um, but, I, yeah, it's just you have to be really, really good defense to make a deep, deep run. And we for, that's a great example. The, the comparisons between Iowa this year 
in a couple of those Fred teams is, is pretty good. But back to, back to Iowa State, you're right. I mean, the defense isn't that much different. It's not good, but it's really the offense has, has taken several steps back, and that's why Iowa State is still winless in the Big 12. Um, the women lose at Oklahoma State. Um, I just saw the second half. I didn't get to see the first half. I... <laughs> Very I, similar to the yeah, men's game. Yeah, it, it was. They started slow. What, it was like twenty-three to seven at the end yeah. of the first quarter, which got is, down twenty in the second quarter, which is super unlike that team. Um, I'm not concerned. They were an underdog. I mean, if there's a point spread on that game, they were an underdog. Yep. Um, the men coming up this week at Baylor. So where where are all these makeup games happening? Like, has it been announced? No, not really for Iowa State yet. Because um, it says at Baylor Tuesday in TCU at home on Saturday. They're not going to sprinkle a Thursday No, they in will. Probably not this week. So I think they'll probably fill up that uh, week before the Big 12 tournament. So they'll play three games before the Big they 12 might. tournament? They might, if they need to. Jeez. I mean, maybe they don't schedule that K-State game because it won't really matter for either. But I I don't know. Okay. The, 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 the game... <laughs> The rest of the Big 12 probably wants to reschedule. So I don't even know what's remaining then, right? So what do we... There's a game with... Tech? Tech. Don't they have to play Tech again? Down there. Yep. And Texas... Yeah, up, Texas and Ames, Ames and then Kansas State. So those, those are, are the, the three. three. I would... Ugh, man, do they try and jam all three of those in? Ugh, I bet sure. they do for TV money. They might. Yeah, I mean, the K-State one would be the one that they may just forego. If, I was, if I'm a TV... Person, but it's not. It's not necessarily the, the the quality of the game. It's literally the inventory. It's, it's the just times, the game. Yeah, to have that two hours of, of inventory. Women this week, uh, big one on Wednesday night. West Virginia. Are you on the call there, or is Walters? No, I'm not. Okay, uh, I've got the game. The final way, game. That's on way the... too big of a game for you. <laughs> no offense. True, true story. Get um, the Godfather on it. Um, and then Kansas. So they that'd be big for them to. Finish out two and zero this week. That'd yeah. be really big. So the women are fifth right now. So yeah, they're staring right at unless they can beat West. I think they can beat West Virginia, but they're gonna need some help then of uh, getting out of that four five matchup with Texas. And that's a bad matchup it right is. now, man. Texas. So the, the women are still gonna make the NCAA tournament. Oh yeah, so let's get I, that. Out. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever in my career. This is a huge statement. <laughs> it's, a, it's a long time. Yeah, I know. But, like, to virtually the same Texas team. I've called so many of these Texas yep. women's games. Like, I've, I think I've called, like, every other than the tournament one. I know you had that a couple years yep. ago. Yep, that's right. Um, to see the difference that a coach can make. That guy from Mississippi State goes in there, and just the way that that Texas women's team plays compared to the last two years is just so different. Yeah, and they're they'll be a force here. Yeah, they're soon. They're, that's a that's a tough. But team. they don't. It's weird. Like they they played Iowa State really tough for both games and won them both. But then they've kind of been spotty the rest of the years. So it's something something that Iowa State brings out the best of them. But that's a. It, but they have a six five. But don't they top, play different? Like they, they just do. play harder. Oh, just very like physical it's, now. Yeah, and then Collier's. You know, six six. I mean, she'll be a top five WNBA pick, if not the number she one. She might pick. be the number one right. pick, and it's just hard. Iowa State is still limited in the post, and that's not going to change. All right. Um, when we come back, we are going to have a fun conversation. We're going to talk about the upcoming round of television contracts in college athletics, how it impacts uh, these COVID budgets and all this stuff. Uh, Bloom wanted to talk about this today, and I was like, oh, baby, this is this is like podcast heaven for me. So we got the, we got the basketball stuff out of the way here. Now we want to thank our friends at Franklin Barbershop. I'm going to go in this week. I, uh, I need the trim. It's been, uh, it's been counting out about close to a month for me. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to franklinbarbershop.com and then I'm going to click on, I get the beard trim with the haircut. I like the combo. No, no man who, no, any self-respecting man should be trying to tr completely like line up that beard on his own. <laughs> you can do it from time to time. Like I, I get it. Like you're not going to go into the barbershop every time you need a beard trim. But you got to get the lines straight and all that stuff. And let, 
let Hogan and Ryan and Chuck and all the fellows in there at Franklin Barbershop do it for you. FranklinBarbershop.com. It's over there, um, Beaver Avenue. They're great supporters of the podcast, as are our friends at Gravitate Coworking, GravitateCoworking.com. Um, Bloom, you've been there. Give us a quick um, give us a quick rundown. It's got everything you need. Modern workspace. You, you've worked there. I have worked there. I spent spent a couple hours there. Uh, great location, downtown Des Moines. Great view of Des Moines. Has every all the amenities. Uh, you can you can work, you know, in confined space or a lot of team areas as well. So really the modern, the modern workspace and man, people are, we're getting close. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it, Chris. So here's a new we are one getting, for you. getting close until we are, uh, you know, I'm not going to get all conservative, uh, talking points here, but we're, we're the COVID thing. The COVID thing is it's, I'm not going to give a hard deadline because COVID's not going away. However, we're making some serious progress on the, on some various fronts here. They're doing um, at gravitatecoworking.com. This is why I was having you read that so I could pull this up. A promotion set called Get Your Spouse Out of the House. <laughs> so th- this is actually... They, Jeff sent this to us last week, and I didn't see it because I was just coming back from my trip. But it's a Valentine's theme promotion throughout the rest of, the fe- of February. Okay. So basically what you can do... Both of your parent, both of you can take turns. Like so, a lot of people it. are at home. Yeah, and you can take turns, and you can share the co-working space. And it starts off um, fifty dollars memberships, which is really, really affordable. So go to gravitatecoworking.com slash share. Gravitatecoworking.com slash share if you want to take advantage of this. Um, so yeah, I mean it's fifty dollars off of everything, not fifty dollars per. Gotcha. But like, if you want like the dedicated desk, you yeah. know, it's two hundred and fifty dollars instead of three hundred, and it's it's got all all sorts of good deals on this. So check that out, gravitatecoworking.com slash share. All right, you read an so you read an article about the SEC's new television contract. It's, that was, so it, it was published in December. Yeah, it, but I got to thinking. I'm like. Gosh, it's 2021. Well, like the the D Day <laughs> is 2023 four. Like we're we're and, and I, I'm saying the D Day. That's when all these TV contracts are coming up. But the negotiations. Don't are, you think this summer it happening. starts to get interesting? Yeah, and it already did. And I didn't and I didn't even realize that the SEC has already come to this agreement with ABC ESPN. This happened the week of the Big Twelve Championship game. Yeah, it didn't even dawn on me because it's so, about other things. Correct. Um, which has huge ramifications. I'm, I'm probably the only human in the market that read about this at the time. So basically, um, before we get into the nuts and yeah, bolts, because there's this this impacts everything at Iowa State, including in the near term. So the nuts and bolts for like how it will impact fans first, and then we'll get into the business side. Yeah, is the SEC is no longer after 2023. It will no longer be the CBS. Three o'clock slot, right? Which it is, you know, for years. I mean, as like far as nine, I've like been the watching, early nineties. As far as I've been watching college football, the SEC has been there. Yes, ESPN will now own that time slot. Yes, um, and they're paying a lot for it too. Um, it's going to be in the low, according to Steve Berkowitz, friend of the program, by the way, comes on with me and Ross from go. time to time. Chad Lysico gives me that hookup. Chad used to be the editor there, uh, USA Today Sports for NASCAR. So he's got a lot of contacts. Berkowitz is a great, the best reporter um, out there. He reports in the low $300 million range. That is an increase on the $55 million <laughs> that they currently get in its contract from CBS. Sixfold? Yeah. Yo. That's a lot. Now that their CBS contract was negotiated a long, long time ago, so that yeah. was the Big Twelve. Think about that. Yeah, but that's still a massive increase. Man, I remember just not that long ago, I was calling women's basketball in Tuscaloosa, and we all went on a walk to look at Bryant Denny, and they were doing construction. Oh. Think what they were doing that with that measly. Fifty-five wow. million contract. So just from this deal, and then yeah, they'll get an extra twenty to twenty-five million dollars per school in the SEC when this hits. That is huge. That is a huge amount of money, 
and just think of what are we thinking here? I mean, so the Big Ten right now is yep. they generate almost eight hundred million per year. Yep. Which pays out almost like it's like fifty five million or something like that. And they're the richest. Um It'll be so by right now the number that the SEC has is seven hundred and twenty million in revenue. They pay out about forty five million per yeah. year. So they're gonna be I mean, we're looking at least 65, 70 million yeah. per school. Right. Per year. Per year. You, I mean, and just it for just, context. Just, just TV. Yes. For context, I mean, when Bloom and I started this gig, so the Big 12 used to be where it wasn't evenly distributed. Iowa State games back then um, rarely got the high price television revenue. So you. This is always the dumbest thing to me about the Nebraska deal is Nebraska right there with Texas was the richest school in the league. Yep, because they played all the primetime games. And this is prior to Oklahoma really rising under stoops. Uh, but Nebraska was always getting the 230 ABC, always getting the primetime. Um, and so they were very – I remember when it was a good year if Iowa State could hit $10 million in yeah. television revenue. You're generally in that $7 million range. I remember that. Yep. And I mean, and now we're talking where the Big 12's getting like, like 44, 40. 40 they're doing yeah. well. They're doing the Big 12's doing just fine. So, but it's fascinating to think of what these numbers are going to be in not not too very long. Couple things here. You're right. Uh they they signed this or this negotiation is I don't think it's finalized yet, but it's it seems like they're the numbers are pretty close. They did this in December post-COVID. So ESPN Disney was impacted by this as well. However, must not have been impacted too greatly. This has an impact, though, because now that ESPN Disney has this SEC inventory, it's less inventory for them to take on of the Big 12. And I don't know what CBS does here. CBS basically got outbid, but does CBS even want to get in the game with the Big 12 or the Pac-12 or some of these other ones? And so it leaves a real question mark of the, you know, the big 10, and the sec are going to get taken care of. Okay. Those are the two most valuable. It's not going to change. It then becomes a huge question mark of ACC, big 12, PAC 12 of those three. What's the most valuable and who jumps at that? PAC 12 has got a new commissioner now. So they're going to be maybe a new line of thinking. It hasn't been announced yet. I mean, they're searching for a quick commissioner. Now, Larry Scott is gone. And the ACC, you know, similar to the Big 12, they're, they're pretty much neck and neck there. I just don't know, just from a pure inventory standpoint, who get, who, where does the Big 12 go? I mean, the ESPN only has so many slots they can put games. They already have the Big 10 deal. They, they'll have this SEC deal now. You know, I, it just makes you wonder, in order to drive up demand, you have to have multiple bidders. So who are those bidders? It's going to be the... Tech companies. And that's where, that's where you need you need it. Yeah. Almost well, so at this point, a couple things here. One, there's already been reports that Apple has been in talks with the Pac-12. Yes. So, I mean, and to be honest with you, when I was out in Colorado, I had a I had a reckoning, and no, for real. And I and I we've talked about this too about how this COVID deal has changed a lot of people's mindsets when it comes to streaming. Correct. Um. Like my mom and dad, I've I've talked about it on this podcast before. Like my, they called the other day. They're like, we need we need some new shows to watch. Which, you know, they they got this place down. They got a lake down at the Ozarks. They bought a Amazon Fire Stick for it instead of getting cable. Like yep. they, you know, and these are people in their mid sixties. I think pre COVID, there's no chance that that happens. Just sure. a year ago, they were bitching and moaning about Iowa State having to play on ESPN Plus. They like the Cyclones.tv. You turn it to channel 22, and it's right there. I think um, I, I do believe that if we had this conversation a year ago, and we had this conversation about nine months ago. Yeah, right when it first started. Yeah, we had a podcast about like when Tiger King was out and yes. all that stuff. Yep. Remember that. I think that the world is changing quickly. I think that – so I had this reckoning when I was out at – uh, in Colorado, that was how I had to watch TV. And, you know, I'm trying to find these games, and it was confusing to me. And then all of a sudden, like six hours in, I'm like, oh, damn, this is pretty slick. 
you know, it's really not that different. Now, I, I'm weird. On a normal college football Saturday, I will DVR 14 games. Right. And I, it's I like the I watch games differently when I watch them back. It's like I'm watching tapes. So it, it that's literally the reason why I still you have, can watch them in an hour. Yes, that's why I still have satellite. Mm-hmm. Um, however, most people aren't like me, and you're you just want to be able to watch your game. And I think that you know a deal like I I do believe, and it'll be interesting. I wonder if I'll get feedback from this by some of our listeners who are in these types of conversations, I would have guessed a year ago, athletic directors and school presidents would have been terrified about making any sort of a deal with um, Amazon or Netflix or whatever. Yep. I think that that is softened. I think the most, um, I think the biggest chance of something like this happening is that a CBS, an NBC, a CBS with Paramount Plus that's coming out, NBC with its Peacock deal. Yep. You know, they're running NASCAR, the NHL. Yep. Um, Fox has their Fox Now app. I think Fox is probably, um, I think that they seem to be more into the WWE type stuff. And um, I think they want to be less reliant on these giant contracts these days. But I think what this does, Brent, I don't. Nobody's just going to be like, "Oh, we're not going to bid on a league." We're, yeah. we're like, we're not. We're they're, they're not just going to ignore punch. it. My yeah. point is, I think this is a golden opportunity. Amazon's the one I'm staring at. Like, I I think that they, well, they already have the platform with the Prime thing. I just, yeah. And the thing is, like, we're, I mean, we're talking, we're talking about like CBS and NBC and stuff. If Amazon or Netflix wanted to get, in, they could crush them. And that, and that would, that would be my point. I, I was having this argument months ago, not argument, conversation with somebody I like to talk about this stuff with, and they're like, well, "We we need that linear reach. We need that." They're they're right. terrified the old, from it. The old school stuff. Yep. But I I said to this person, I go, "Okay, it, hypothetically." If Amazon would come in and offer you a third more than Disney did, would you just ignore it? Like, would you not take the money? Hmm. This it's fat. I mean, there. Yeah, um, because by all estimates, you know, let's just look at this in Iowa State standpoint, and then I've got a stat for you here. the The Big Twelve contract, which was really signed, and then it's been updated a little bit in 2010, 2011. Iowa State's probably going to make at least 65% more in the TV contract when it's up. Okay, so so TV sports revenue is still the most viable commodity on TV because you can't, that, that, that live sports is just, you cannot recreate it in any other sphere. So the demand will be there. And I, I, I think you're right. I think the tech companies probably need to get involved just from to drive up the price a little bit. But to your point, I just looked this up. ESPN Plus subscribers, so quarter four of 2019, so, you know, December 2019, not that long ago, three and a half million subscribers. I heard 12. Quarter one this year, 12.1 million. Yeah. That has been a huge success. So they have done a... It's a great platform. It's a great product. And, you know, people, they're still Iowa State fans like, oh, it's ESPN Plus. I mean... Here's the problem... we just have too many rural fans that is true. in Iowa State you where your broadband's just not as good. I get it. That's the hard part. I get it, but this stuff's not going away, and I think the league that embraces it would be better off. And the prices, you know, if Am- you're right. If Amazon wants to get in this, they, they could they, crush they, they CBS be, if they wanted to. Yeah, I mean, they have so many resources. Look at Viacom stock, and then look at the Amazon's. They've like so many, it's it's not even a contest. And I know there's some interest there. So Amazon also has the Twitch platform. They're, they're, they have some capability to do this. It would still be, again, the point is, when this is up in 23, starting in 24 is when these things would kick in. These negotiations probably are starting this summer. And so I think... Do you, you, do you think realignment will I, get I th- the conversation? I, in a way, I don't think you're going to see realignment from schools jumping to other conferences. I think you could see a, a break-off with... Not not a formal break off, but the Power Five just getting more and more 
on their own, and then the group of five kind of left on outside of the territory. I do think as part of this, you will see the playoff expand to eight. Okay. When you start to start talking about these negotiations, the, yeah, I mean, it's just a natural progression to do so. So this, as, as the far playoff as I, deal, real quick, yeah. like to me, there's just I don't see any reason at all not to do it. It's not going to impact like the regular season is still going to be equally. But this sounds awful, but they we really need like Hancock and all those guys to retire. Like other that that's what's holding the sport back. Well, I, there's I, so many just old guys, yeah, who are trying to hold on. Oh, the Rose Bowl and the parade and like you know, and they 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 mean well, but they're a detriment to the growth of the sport. I just I think at the end of the day, there's so much potential there of having two more games, three more games in the playoff that'll outweigh any of that, and it'll make the sport less regional. Yep. Exactly. Uh, and so we're in this COVID crunch right now for budgets. When you start talking re- renegotiation of these TV contracts, those deficits that have been run up in the last year get erased in a hurry. And so you're looking at, even Pollard said in January when he had that really well-thought-out message, they don't, they're not going to take this $25 million hit in one year and just say, okay, rip the Band-Aid off, we're going to pay it all at once. They're going to finance this thing over 20 years. So... You know, this is not going to be. I think they can. Long story short, I think they can make up that deficit really quickly. As well as it relates to Iowa State, some of the conversation of, well, can Iowa State really afford right now to to increase the football staff budget, which they did. You know, the what the assistant coaches pool increased mm-hmm. three million, plus have a potential of, you know, if we go down that road, uh, a new basketball coach with the buyout on both ends of the basketball coach. It's not that it's a it's a small amount because it's when you're, millions of dollars is still significant. However, w- the, I think the TV thing plays into this, Chris, where Iowa State's operating budget will be much larger three years from now. Be able to, to swallow you know a couple million dollars from this year a lot easier, you know, once this TV thing comes comes to fruition. What is your prediction? I don't know. I mean, I think it's the- gone through your head right now. I still think you got to stick with the traditional. I just don't know where it comes from. Well, you know, I think I could see the Pac-12 still being the first to leap there. I just, I, I think I the Big Twelve has such a good thing going, in my opinion, with the Big Twelve now ESPN Plus thing. I think you ride that train for whatever ESPN can give you, and then try and augment it with either Fox or CBS. I think you're right. I mean, I, I can't argue with you. I think that that's the reasonable way to go, but like. Just because Disney has some decent technology with the Big Twelve I now know. thing, like, do you really like you telling me that Amazon couldn't come up with yeah. that, or like, how many Amazon Prime subscribers are there? Like, if you just yeah. get it with Prime, like, then you're not sure. even. Uh, the, I you, just you, you see what I'm saying. Like, gotta, that's what I'm saying. You got to start laying that groundwork but now, though. It, if you're but this companies. is a league. This is a league that is forward thinking. It like, is. They, Remember when we were all yelling, expand, expand, and they're like, no, smaller is better. And right. Well, Dead on. I I don't know. I, I I don't know what the answer will be. My gut tells me, based off of conversations that I've had, that it's going to be really difficult to... But, like... I don't... I don't see the big club being the first to go with... I don't think a, you can sell, like, tier, tier 3 to Amazon and then no have... Tier one with ESPN and tier two with Fox. I don't even know if you're. Yeah. So the NBC's the the interesting one to me. Yeah, I don't know what what do they want out of this deal. So the 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 regional TV the, but, things through Comcast are going kind of going away. But like, it, I don't know. NBC though, like to me, they have USA. They've got this Peacock deal where they're doing like Premier League stuff all the time. Like they they've got some actual options there like where they could you know they had their obviously they're over the air but NBC Sports Network's leaving they're yep. rolling that into Peacock yep, it's going into Peacock so uh, and maybe this Paramount Plus thing for CBS is the way it goes I mean again these streaming companies it's been proven they can be so profitable but they need the subscribers and how do you get new subscribers is you have to have content so I could see a world where CBS says hey Big 12 we're in we will t- we will put you in the primetime game 
like we had SEC. However, half your games go on, are going on Paramount+. Plus. And I think it's something you have to entertain at that point. Um, now, what does that do for the existing ESPN Plus? I don't know. I mean, these are these are big questions you have to, that are, are way above me. But it's interesting that these these decisions will need to be made in the next twelve months, and I think it greatly impacts the future viability of all college sports and what it even looks like because you you factor in name, image, image and likeness expenses, which will go up, um, and eventually probably more compensation to players, which is inevitable in my opinion. Where's that? Where's the additional revenue coming from? It's from TV, and it's from expanding the playoff. Uh, another key point here is that ESPN or Disney can't buy everything, right? And so they, you, you kind of right. you have unlimited space on the app, but correct. I, I want to just read this because this broke on Friday, and point. the NFL. So Disney yeah. Disney owns the property, the Monday Night Football property, and so the NFL's new rights or new television rights are currently being negotiated. They'll go first and then college sports will kind of follow suit here. So the NFL is asking Disney for a 100% increase. They already pay like 2 billion. They pay uh, in 2011. Disney agreed to pay $1.9 billion. My gosh. um, For a deal that a 10 year deal. Um, That's a, so they so were paying one point nine. Here, here's this Fox. This was this is mind blowing to me. I don't understand. I saw this too, and it doesn't make sense. It doesn't to make me. any sense to me. But this the the NFL. I mean, clearly Monday Night Football is a monster property. But this is from CNBC. I'm reading it to you straight. Okay. Disney agreed to pay one point nine billion annually for Monday Night Football in 2011, a deal that runs through 2021. That dwarfed the average $1.1 billion annual cost for Fox, $1 billion annual price tag for CBS, and $960 million for NBC Sunday Night Football. They got a sweetheart deal. Why are they paying half? Do you know why? Which I don't think it's widely publicized, but ESPN also has, as part of that contract, they can use highlights and footage on all of their platforms. Yes. all their shows. Okay. That makes sense. And so they have to pay a premium in order, you know, for all this sports center is not really a thing anymore, but you like all those, if you want to use footage of the NFL for all of their shows, this is part of it. So last week it gets reported that Disney has rejected um, the NFL's, I guess, offer to pay 3.8 billion <laughs> per year for Monday night football going forward. So my, the, the only reason I bring that up is, you know, Disney's this monster company and, you know, its stock is about doubled in yep. the last year because of, you know, part of the reason its stock had started to tank is because ESPN was dropping subscribers at an alarming rate. Still is. And that, you know. But they're picking it up with. Disney Plus is going to pass Netflix eventually. Oh, I, I yeah, I would. I think they're on that trajectory. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. And they don't really have the inventory to do it yet, but they're, they're, uh, they're, I th- they're, they're, they're close. I mean, they're going to, yeah, they're making great progress because if you think about it, Netflix is fairly limited on the kids front. Correct. Where Disney's got all uh, it, this, this stuff. If you're a plus the parent, you have to have Disney plus, plus the Lucasfilm, the star Wars stuff and everything and the Marvel that. stuff. <laughs> we, we don't have all the the nerds don't listen to our podcast. So Disney's fine. This is actually good for the Big Twelve. The fact that Disney is doing yeah, but very my point well. is like they've got to make some choices. Yeah. They can't just buy every property. Um, and they will I, end up I, with the NFL in some capacity. They're they, not just going to walk right. I it's just and it doesn't crazy. make sense for what what's interesting too is I mean if you look at like the numbers from streaming and stuff in the past. I, I just, as an outside observer to all this, I I think about this all the time. When, like, the NFL has tried, there's some times where it's like, oh, let's, let's, put, this in a, let's put this game on Amazon. Like, the Thursday night thing was on Amazon at some point or whatever, right? Yep. And then remember when it was exclusively on the NFL Network, because they're trying that out. And then everybody's always, like, bummed about the viewership numbers. So it's like, well, well no kidding. Like, it... 
it's a new thing. Like it's harder to get to. Like it's a premium deal. You're making more money on it because you're charging subscriptions and stuff like that. Like we, I mean, if I write a column from our for our premium subscribers, like I did earlier today about the basketball deal, it's going to get seen by fewer people than if I would put it on the front page for free. But those people are paying for it, so it's more Return of a premium. On it. Yeah. I've, I've never understood why mm-hmm. uh, it spooks people. Mm-hmm. Like to me, if um, I don't know, if it's Iowa State and Kansas State are playing in football, and you have to watch it on the Paramount app with the big 12 network on the paramount plus whatever yep. we're going to call it sure. in 2027, the people who want to watch it are, are going to find it. I mean, and I don't know. I just, I, I, I think that I think it, you got to start thinking that way. You know what I mean? Yes. Like you can't just be like, Oh, if 3 million people watched a game on ABC came up with that number and only 1 million people watched the same game the next year on ESPN plus it's not going to be the same, but it's more of a premium product. I don't know. I just, yeah. I think it seems kind of dumb the way well, that they just expect it to be the same. And just the way you, you intake media has changed too. Like it used to be cast a wide net and hope you catch as oh, much as you can. Yeah. Now Absolutely. it's more just direct to cons- I'm just thinking like if you're Iowa state, right? It was a big deal. You're on national TV because who knows who could be watching who's hearing about Iowa State for the first time. And now I think as we've segmented our media, it's more of a, you know, a niche deal in general. You're you're not just casually anymore, in my opinion, finding a 16-year-old prospective student who's going to be just flipping on, you know, Fox Sports 1 and seeing an Iowa State game and go, let me investigate Iowa State. I think people seek out what they want to see more rather than just passively watching something. Therefore, the ability of just having this wide net is not as impactful because people will find you. What are the chances? What are the chances that, say... So remember when the internet became a big deal? Around like 2000 and stuff. And it was like CNN SI. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Like you, you started ESPN.go.com. Yeah. Those days. What are the, so what are the chances that Apple, let's say buys the rights to tier, tier two rights to the pack 12 tiers two and tier three. Okay. And Apple will say, because it's the richest company in the world, we're going to hire NBC to produce it. We're going to pay them to produce it. Hmm. And it can be, and then, therefore, we'll put our the we'll put games on NBC over the air as Interesting. well. Interesting. Yeah, because is, the, the the problem. You know is, what I mean? Yeah, I get it. The problem is for these tech companies is they don't have they don't have teams to the, the production. That's staff. what I'm saying. You know yeah. what I mean? No, you're. It's a great point. But yeah. again, like I don't think you're. It's true. They're more just. They're the platform. They're not the production. Amazon company. is the one that I think is for real because they hired a guy. And I, it, had I known we were going to do this talk more than an hour before, I would have looked. Yeah. They went out and specifically hired a dude who's done sports. Sports content. This is what he does. They did this about a year and a half ago. And it seems like they are just waiting for the right time to pounce. Yeah. But, but you see my point? Like why these companies are so rich. They have so they need, much money they need to spend and they have something. so much ambition that why, why couldn't Amazon be like, okay, we're going to buy first tier. Um, we're going to buy first tier big 12 or second. We're going to buy second tier big 12, second and third. And CBS is going to buy first tier. And we're going to hire CBS yes. to produce yeah. these games for us. Mm-hmm. And if, and if CBS wants to put some games on Nickelodeon right. or on MTV, you know, whatever these Viacom yeah. ch- channels are, put it all over your parent. We don't care. Yeah. Um, we own it. You know, and why couldn't they work out a deal to work together like that? Yeah, my, this, uh, that's the future one way or another. What, I mean, who? how do we know Amazon isn't going to buy Viacom at some point <laughs> or Apple? Yeah. You know what I mean? Apple isn't going to just buy NBC. It's super possible. 
that that could be the future. I hope not. Like, we don't need... Just conglomerates only. Yeah, I'm not a big conglomerate guy. Anybody who listens to my stuff knows that I'm not about that. Yeah, I'm telling you, the next 9 to 12 months will be... When does the first Texas flirting with the Big Ten story come out? Oh, this summer. Chip Brown? I'm sure Oklahoma will be unhappy about something. But they have nowhere to go. Like, they... It doesn't make any sense anymore. I am not afraid of realignment in in at all. There's just no reason to for a school like Texas or Oklahoma to go to a conference with more teams. They don't need more competition. They need to be in their 10-team deal where they have the best chance of making a playoff, and that is absolutely still the Big 12. No question. Yeah, if especially if they go to 18 playoffs, if they go to an 18 playoff realignment's done. It's over. And that's the way it's going to go, in my opinion. Okay. I think we look broader beyond conferences. We look more of college football, the Power Five, splitting off more than somebody jumping here or there. Do you realize how much better this podcast would have been if I was sipping on Cody Road with you? <sighs> there's, there's, we, this, is not, this topic's not going away. We could do no. another three hours on this. Speaking it, of sipping on Cody Road, what do you think of the new podcast logo? Oh, good... Fancy. Um, somebody somebody commented on my uh, on my bicep in the uh, in the in the logo, and I said it's pretty pretty accurate depiction. Mine are tiny compared to yours. Um, interesting. So there's that website Fever. Never heard of it. Or uh, yeah, well, you basically you go on there and you can just freelance. You can oh, hire out yeah. people for yeah. text. Is that what you did? I thought you might have got a local. Well, I didn't have time and I didn't, I, I, for you. I reached out and I needed this thing turned around because yeah. we're doing some work on the website. And I, so I hired this guy. <laughs> He's in Pakistan. <laughs> awesome. He's a great guy. Great guy. F- phenomenal guy. Like we, it was actually a blast, like working, working. I was trying to explain to him what college sports were and. Like it was it's crazy. It was, That's, it's an amazing what a world. Yeah. So a guy in Pakistan created this, um, cool new artwork for, for this. And yeah, well probably, I, I, I think it's really good actually. Did you but get a good deal? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was happy with it, <laughs> Okay, good. but we'll probably, I'll get some of the local guys to try and do some stuff with it. And, but, um, anyways, Check that out. Yeah, it's a caricature of, of me and Bloom drinking Cody Road doing the podcast for you guys. But yeah, Pakistan. It, the yeah. problem is when you're on the different time schedules. Right. You know what I mean? And a totally. lot of these guys are on the other part of the world. But it, this was a fun experience for me working with, and I don't want to mispronounce his name, but he was really cool. He's like, he told me he would have to listen. I was like, I don't know if you're going to understand yeah, right what you're saying. <laughs> right but he, it out. I mean, he was pretty fluent in English. Um, Typing with that's me. really cool. That's yeah. um, again power of new media. I, that that's why it said that yep. because it it kind of ties it all together, and I I just every time Bloom I go on to like think of you're a Drake fan this year. Do you remember how hard it used to be to watch Drake basketball? Great point. Yeah, yeah. I, easy I'm, it is to watch Drake I basketball. Probably watched I've watched seventy percent of their games. Absolutely just out of boredom. Absolutely. Think about like the EPL now. Oh, compared I, to ten years ago, I so this is so true. So on Saturday mornings, I've got my kids playing downstairs, and I bought a, I bought a, a device that I can basically get picture in picture on my TV downstairs, and I, so I've got ESPN Plus showing, you know, the Bundesliga at eight in the morning, German soccer. I don't. I mean, I'm not a big soccer. It's just something on, and then I've got. You know the peacock thing with the EPL over there, just to have content on. I mean, the the what you can see now with these apps, it's pretty crazy. Well, we, you know, we launched our racing site, Always Race Day, and we we launched this right after the pandemic hit last year because I was one, I was bored, mm-hmm. and two, I'm trying to give build this thing up with Connor so he can have a job. Yep, and what's Stood out to me is the I think I talked about this maybe a couple of weeks ago, but the amount of like dirt races. You just watch. I can just watch a race in like Southern Oklahoma from my phone. 
And it's like watching it on yeah. ESPN. Yeah. It's crazy yeah. the amount of content it, that's out it, there. But it, back to our point is, I don't think it's necessary anymore to cast this wide net. Like you need to be on linear TV because people can find what they want to watch. Brent, now. We had forty thousand people watch our Fiesta Bowl preview show. Wow, Did forty thousand people. Pretty cool. Yeah. Now they may not have watched every second of it, but they, and that was just on social media and YouTube. The world is a changing. So just to wrap this up in a bow, the money for college sports has continued to go up. COVID is not impacting these TV network prices. They're doing very well now. It's not as bad as we thought. You know, that was, that was our original conversation back in April. It's like, will the Disney's yeah. of the world even Remember have Remember how money? dumb we were? We're like, yeah, coaching salaries. They're all <laughs> yeah, going to drop gonna... now. And so you, you've seen <laughs> where it, 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 it really kind of does. I mean, these athletic departments, because of TV first and foremost, will be able to weather this over time. It'll take some time, but they'll be able to weather it and be okay. And so the short-term expenses won't be, you know, a huge detriment in the long term. And I think if you told me, you know, this is what college sports would look like as we approach March 2021, back in June, I would said, man, that's really optimistic. I think these places, they're a lot better off that we anticipated kudos to everybody for getting this football season going. It saved a lot, a lot of money. And then basketball has been hit and miss, but it's happening and the tournament's going to happen. And so I think we're way better off than the, the ice age. This hasn't been a good thing, but it could have been way worse. Speaking of the ice age, uh, I watched frozen two tonight. with Cameron. How is Elsa? She's now the queen of the forest. Of course. Of course. Did you ever watch Frozen 2? Did Everett ever get into that? No, I've watched the first one, but I haven't watched the second one, no. The second one, actually, I think I could make an argument is better. <laughs> Seriously. It, it's like a, it's a legit movie. All right. I'll, uh, I'll take your word for it. Have a good week, everybody. Appreciate Mac Dime for sponsoring the podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'm a... God, I love talking about this stuff. I knew you'd get you fired up. Damn right it did. Appreciate you guys. Have a great week. Here's English. Severe, devouring, delicious, the sins that were dead on the